Hello and welcome to Females with Fire. I'm Carrie McGee, an empowerment coach for women looking to escape overwhelm and gain confidence. This season, I'm connecting with women leaders who demonstrate resilience, strength and spirit. It is my wish that these shared experiences inspire and support you when faced with the challenges life can bring. Today, I'm speaking with Beverly Sartain. Beverly was working as a professional at a domestic violence shelter when she realised that she was good at helping others, but not herself. She was focused on serving versus healing her own trauma. At 26, she worked to get sober so she could address her mental health and the childhood trauma that she had experienced. Then, gaining her Master's in Spiritual Psychology, which opened her heart to let the loving in, she went on to build a coach training institute and write her first book. So welcome, Beverly. Thank, thank you. you for, <laughs> thank you for joining me today. Um, you have recently written a book. You have created this amazing um, supportive network for coaches and mm-hmm. um, helping them grow using your sort of talents and what you studied in spiritual psychology. Can you give me a little bit of a background about how you got to this point and um, went on your sort of path of self-discovery to get there? Yeah, wonderful question. Wow, it's been such a journey (laughs) is the first thing I have to say. It's been such a journey. So um, it probably started when I was 26 years old and I was at a crossroads in my life. And I had a realization that I was helping other people, but I wasn't helping myself. And so that was where my first awakening happened. And it was kind of a rude awakening (laughs) Um, because I was still very much using work to feel good about myself, using being of service to fill a void within myself. Um, using substances uh, when I got off of work. Uh, And so I just was not at a good place inside of myself, yet I was very good at being of service to other people. And that sort of realization hit me hard because I truly wanted to be in my integrity uh, when Mm. I was serving people. And so, yeah, there was just a lot that was revealed to me at that time. And a lot of it was that there was, there was unresolved trauma that I needed to really work on and work through because I was trying to use uh, my work in nonprofits to feel worth. And it, I was creating an illusion of, of self-worth. And so that was that was the start of it all. But then I went on this, this really, you know, deep healing journey around substances and and letting go of substances so that I could truly work on my trauma and my mental health. And, um, and that's kind of what led me to spiritual psychology. I just happened to be working at a domestic violence shelter that had counselors. And uh, one of the counselors was going to USM um, to get a degree in spiritual psychology. So that's how it, it came on my radar. And so I was about six months sober when I, I did a degree uh, with the University of Santa Monica and did that in spiritual psychology and then kind of went on from there. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's incredible. Really curious to know, what was the switch that suddenly made, made you wake up? 
I suppose, or mm-hmm. have that awakening? Was What would you attribute that to? I would attribute it to hitting my version of a rock bottom, mm. right? So, you know, in the recovery community, we say not everybody has to hit a bottom, but the truth is that a lot of people do. They hit their own version of a, of a bottom. And for me, that was that my anxiety started to shoot through the roof. Like I was literally waking up in anxiety attacks and I was, um, having suicidal ideations. So I started to just feel so overwhelmed with my thoughts and my feelings and just wanted that emotional suffering to go away. And so that, you know, took me to this place of saying, I need to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And it was so hard for me to ask for help because I was somebody that helped other people. Yes. So it took me a very long time to kind of rectify that um, even though I was really good at helping others, that I needed to ask for help now and I needed to allow myself to be supported and helped. So that's, that's kind of, that's when the breakdown happened. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that, that after the breakdown happened, um, I always say like, it like cracked me open. And um, I talk a lot about, and and they talk a lot about this in spiritual psychology is that healing happens in the loving and that love needs to come in. And I was so hardened at that point in my life that I wasn't allowing love to come in. I was so afraid of experiencing emotional pain and suffering that I just, I had this shield around me to not let anything in. And, And it was once I started to do therapy and then went on to learn spiritual psychology, I started to learn these different paradigms that opened me up and started to let some of that love in um, to allow myself to be supported and allow myself to have a different experience of myself than I was having up until that time. So what drew you to that spiritual psychology? I know you'd worked in lots of service areas, but mm-hmm. what, what was is it that attracted you to that? Yeah, it's a really good question. Because up until that point, I had had no religious training um, mm. in my background. Um, but yeah, always considered myself soulful, you know, was was, you know, like, go into the bookstore and looking at the new age books when I was 18 and in college and just sitting on the floor reading the books there and um, always have this connection to deeper conversation with people like what is the meaning of life you know always had these types of connections and conversations with people and I think what really attracted me to spiritual psychology is that I had studied psychology in undergrad. Mm. And so it was kind of like a nice next step, but bringing in this spiritual piece, I think I needed it at the time. And so it was almost an unconscious resonance that happened there of not knowing that I needed it. But then while I was receiving it, it, it made so much sense that that was the next step that came on my path. So what is spiritual psychology? Because, I mean, I consider myself someone that's learned a lot in life, but I I had not come across spiritual psychology. So I was very intrigued. 
as to what it sort of incorporates. Can you right. give a little bit yeah. of detail? Yeah, so let me try to give you the definition um, per, per USM, which is University of Santa Monica. So it's the study and practice of the art and science of conscious awakening. Mm. So that's the technical term. But if you just think of, you know, bringing the spirit to psychology, the way that I kind of like to describe it is psychology is very good at supporting your on the mental level, the emotional level to, to help you have a better physical experience in your life. Um, and so with spiritual psychology, you're actually bringing in the spiritual as well. So I, I talk a lot about those four levels when I train coaches and when I work with people because it's, it's having a well-rounded experience on those four levels where sometimes people are top heavy on one or they're not even considering one of the other ones, you know? So it's like, we, I like to talk about those four so people can create some sort of practice or routine that incorporates all four of those levels every single day. So what are the four levels? So emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual. Right. Yes, those are yeah. the four levels. And so making sure that you are mindful and conscious and intentional that you're working those four levels every day. Because what I've found is like, either people are very physical world reality oriented, where it's all about the goal line of life. Like that's kind of how we're trained mm. in society is it's all about the goal line and, you know, moving on the goal line. And, um, and then they don't have any of the spiritual mm. um, component incorporated there. Or I find some people want to do the spiritual bypass where they just want to be in the spiritual and they don't want to bring any of that into the physical. Um, so, so I, I really like bringing the spiritual into the physical. And that's something that, that people enjoy about my work is very practical. I'm very practical about bringing the spiritual tools into my physical life. So that, like I said, I'm being in my integrity. I'm embodying the things that I'm sharing with people. Like these are things that I'm living every day. They're not just things that I share with people and tell them to do in their own life. Mm. So spiritual for different people obviously means different things. Yeah. So how do you um, incorporate that aspect as yeah. well as, you know, people that perhaps don't feel that spiritual calling and, and that bit of resistance? So how does that all sort of fit into what you yeah, do? Yeah, I've had yeah. plenty of people. <laughs> I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, because I, I relate to it because sometimes for some people, spiritual means religious or they mm. have some sort of a religious connection to the word spiritual. I didn't because I didn't have any religious training like I shared with you. So I didn't have any misunderstandings around what spiritual meant in terms of religion. So when I was exploring it, it became more about feeling like there is a oneness that I am a part of. Like that's how I started to connect with it. And I oftentimes say like that for a lot of people, spirituality can just be about connection whatever connection means to you, like connecting with, you know, higher self, connecting with something higher than yourself, connecting with nature, um, you know, connecting with the ocean. Like we know, like people that love to surf, like talk about the connection that they mm. feel when they're surfing, you know? So 
it's not necessarily that it needs to be something religious or something um, higher than yourself. It can also be energy or, or, or some type of, you know, experience in nature. So I think, you know, what I'm really big on is people finding what they resonate with. And I'm never trying to tell people what it needs to be or look like for them. Like, I think that's part of the self-discovery process that we go on is what does it mean to me? And, you know, what feels good for me, you know, to call this or, or how can I be with this thing in a way that that works for me? So yeah, that's how I usually. So what would you say that connection gives people? Well, I, I think that the connection, again, gives an opportunity to experience love, hmm. right? So it, it's, it opens you up. And I, I had this really tremendous experience of this because um, when you've been using substances for a really long time, you essentially disconnect. You, mm. you disconnect from the truth of who you are and your identity becomes around either the maladaptive behavior or the substance or the shame that you feel around like who you've become or what you've been doing. And so like this, you know, journey of self-discovery and spirituality for me was a reconnection. It was a reconnection of my creativity, a reconnection of expressing myself or giving myself a voice, which was really hard when I was using substances. Um, so I think connection just, it gives us so much because it gives us connection to love, to ideas, to expression, to creativity. Um, and so the, the work I do with people is around looking at what, what are the blocks or the roadblocks to loving yourself so that you can then resolve any of the unresolved issues or complete any of the unfinished business that needs to be completed in your consciousness so that you can just be at peace, be at peace within yourself and then create a peaceful experience for yourself externally. Wow, that sounds incredible. I can't, I'm, like, I'm like hanging on every thread. It's so, so yeah. interesting. So you have created a coaching institute. Yes. To support coaches in, uh, is it in a specific method or could you give me a little bit of detail around that? Yeah. So the, yes. Yeah, so we've, we've created the Holistic Coach Training Institute and um, our, our institute, the Holistic Coach Certification Program is ICF accredited, mm. which is the International Coach Federation. Um, and we're really teaching people about holistic coaching so again, those four levels, um, we're really supporting people out looking at the whole person, not just one of those levels and trying to support around that. We're trying to teach people how to help people look at all of themselves, you know, and that if there's um, a specific goal or a specific thing that they want to create, that we need to look at the four levels so we can make sure that we are approaching that creation holistically. So holistic coaching is really what we're sharing with people. I, I have created um, the spiritual psychology coaching method mm. where I also teach people uh, how to take spiritual psychology and incorporate it with uh, the ICF core competencies so that you're, 
you're supporting people in a different way. The spiritual psychology coaching methods neat because um, people always say they love the languaging of it. Mm. So it has, and you maybe you've been picking that up too, as we've been talking, the language is loving, you know, the language of, and again, healing happens in the loving. So it's this approach of facilitating a space where you're coaching somebody, but you're really holding a loving space for somebody so that they can get to know themselves a bit more. They can have their own insights and awareness and they can decide what they want to do with those insights and awareness, if anything at all. And that's why I love coaching because I really, I feel like it does such a great job at letting the person be the authority mm. in their life. Because I come from a substance abuse um, counselor background. So I've been a clinician and I went from clinician to coach. And I just, I love coaching for so many reasons because I really feel like the person is the expert in their life. And it's not about me telling them what they need to do or what exercise they need to try. Or like, I love that coaching supports the person in coming up with their own answers because that is gonna support somebody in being way more motivated to follow through and hold themselves accountable than if somebody else is telling them to do something. So yeah, those, those are the, the holistic coach and the spiritual psychology coaching method are kind of the modalities that, that we look at or the lens that we look through. Sounds amazing. I need to sign up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if anybody is interested, please reach out. Yeah. Um, now your most recent passion project is your uh, book that you've written. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell me a bit about that? Yeah, so this thing has been like, years in the making, <laughs> right? Like this one's been on the bucket list for a very <laughs> long time. And so I'm very excited that uh, it has been co-created and, and come to fruition. Um, I dedicated the book to my inner child because my inner child always enjoyed, she always enjoyed writing. And that was one way that she could express herself when she didn't feel like she could express herself um, in the environment that she grew up in. So uh, it's, it's exciting. I wanted to write this book for a long time. Um, I was about three years into my recovery journey when I wanted to write the book. And I didn't end up writing the book um, until 11 years after that. Wow. And I attribute that to probably not having been ready mm. to, to share the book and to share that particular expression at the time. The book is really not a judgment on the players in the story of how I grew up. It really is about that initial breakdown that I was sharing with you and, and how I got help. And the story is from there on out and really how I learned spiritual psychology and applied it to my life. Um, so it's, a, it's very exciting, a very exciting expression um, and a very vulnerable expression to share with people. And so that's been kind of a surprise in a sense um, I think when you're talking about trauma and the past and childhood, you know, not everybody's real comfortable with that mm. story being shared. Um, but my truth needed to be shared. And I'm, I'm really glad that I got that expression on those pages and for other people to see and hear and read. Yeah. Would you attribute that as to part of your journey or your healing process? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, 
especially when it comes to trauma, trauma is an interesting one, you know, with all the things that I've recovered through, um, trauma, there's layers to it, you know, um, again, talking about those four levels, when it comes to my trauma, the physical level has been the most challenging to work through on those four levels uh, when it comes to the trauma. So it's like, I felt like mentally I had processed a lot. Emotionally, I had processed, processed a lot. Spiritually, I had really gotten to a good place of understanding like the spiritual curriculum that I was having around the trauma. But the body, you know, and, and working through the body sensations and, and memories. And that was, that, that always surprises you at times mm. because it's, it's like, you think you've gotten so far with processing it and then something will come forward and then you have to revisit it, you know? So I really think that the book didn't come out sooner because I still had some more body work to do. Um, literally <laughs> like body work that I needed to do in order to move some of the energy out. And I did like a few years back, I did a bunch of Reiki and cranial sacral and just some really cool stuff body work wise. Mm -hmm. And I, I hit some different level within myself to be able to now just fully share it and be able to do podcasts and interviews and talk about it in a way that, you know, isn't triggering to me mm. at all. So, yeah. It's, I, I suppose I'd sort of attribute it, but getting workout ready, you've been carrying things in your body for so long uh, and you're conditioned, your muscles, your muscle memory in a certain way. So it's like with NLP and reprogramming our mind, it's probably, it sounds like it is. Yeah. And I've experienced that myself, more right. challenging to recondition and retrain the body to right. not default to those, yeah. those other things and the triggers. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You got it spot on. And it's just not something that gets talked about a lot, you know, like you're talking about, we do talk a lot about, you know, um, the mind and what we can do for our mind or the emotions. Um, but we don't talk about as much as, you know, how we can not just work out our bodies. I think that gets discussed a lot, like nutrition mm. and exercise, right? But this is different. This is yes. um, acknowledging body sensations and acknowledging energy in the body. And um, to get to a place where you're not judging that and not making yourself wrong about yes. that and that you can love yourself through it and love those different aspects of what's happening within your body. Yeah, that takes some time and in practice <laughs> yeah, and, like my experiences with anxiety for example that is mm -hmm. the body's way of telling you hey wake up this is not happening for me so yeah being able to tune into that like again with my throat currently it mm -hmm. is all very much tied in because I listeners if you haven't <laughs> can't tell that I have a sore throat that is currently tied into something that I am personally working through in my life right now so yes. um my physical very much manifests um, symptoms when I'm dealing. So it's like Louise Hayes book from right. the eighties that sort of yes. just keeps coming back I love time that. and time symptoms again. List. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always look at that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, it's it's whatever you need to sort of make those connections together I suppose with those four aspects to help you move right forward. and yeah. so I mean, it's such a beautiful point that you're bringing up and this is why those four levels are so important because mm. then it's like you're using all four levels always for spiritual growth right so you know for instance like 
like having something with your throat, right? So then mm. it's like, what's, what's my learning here? What's my spiritual growth here? Um, and that's tied in with the spiritual and the mental and the emotional, right? And they're all intertwined. And the more we can be working those kind of proactively, then we can receive the messages if, if we're overworking or overgiving or pushing too much or right. And so it's, it's just that the system is so beautiful and working those four levels really supported me in, in working on my trauma because essentially I was able to create my own safety by working those four levels. If I can't control things that are happening externally, I can at mm. least control you know, that I'm working these four levels, you know, and it really gave me dominion over um, myself and, and really helped me start to be with, be with the external world, even when it felt like it was out of control sometimes. Yeah, it so, would yeah. be empowering, I suppose. Yes, so exactly. Yourself better to be able to take those steps you need. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so how would people... Uh, start to make those connections with their, say, spirituality or, or the physical aspects and all the, those four pillars? Yeah, I think like, you know, for me putting in a consistent practice, that's what I like to call it. <laughs> it is a practice, you know, and the practice is like choosing yourself. Um, and not just on the physical level of choosing yourself and making time to take care of yourself, but more of like a making space and making room for your development, whether that is personal development or professional development or spiritual development. Again, choose the words that resonate with you. Uh, once you start making space for that development, then it's like more gets revealed to you. And what usually will be revealed to you first is more, more healing or, or where the unresolved issues lie that need to be resolved. And I always say like, those things are coming up to be healed and resolved. So they're not bad. And that's the misunderstanding mm. is that, you know, the things that are coming up for me are not good. And I don't want to deal with that. They're going to come up until we give it the love and attention that it's requiring. Right. And I see you I'm, 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 I'm nodding emphatically you, while right? I'm looking maybe at I'm you. Yeah. To you right yeah. I think I was meant Not to have this discussion today. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Right. And so that's happening for all of us all the time. You know, there's, there's always, and what, what's really cool is you get to this tipping point. Because at first it feels like there's so much unresolved that needs to be resolved. Um, and it certainly felt that way for me too. I mean, I had pages upon pages of judgments against myself and others in the world when I started to do this work. And now the truth is, is that I'm at a place in the journey where there's very little that's unresolved. And so I'm able to experience more peace and more acceptance and more love and more just presence and because I'm not having to spend so much time cleaning up or clearing my consciousness from the things that aren't serving it or working for it. So there, you know, that's my message of hope there. Yes. <laughs> it's insight. It's insight. <laughs> so I know, I know you don't give advice, but if someone could take a learning or 
um, an understanding of something away from you, what do you Mm -hmm. think you would guide them towards? I would definitely guide people towards working on what's in your consciousness. I always say there's nothing more important than resolving what's in your consciousness because whatever's there, you're going to create more of. And so the way you would do that, people like the verbiage of misunderstandings. It's just like, what are the misunderstandings in your consciousness that get in the way of you being happy, of you being joyful, of you feeling at peace within yourself and in your life? So those will be, and they'll come to the front of your consciousness. Like it doesn't take a lot of digging on these things. You know, there's things there right now for for everyone. Um, And I always say like those things that are at the top of your consciousness that that disturb your peace in some sort of way, those are the first things you want to resolve, the first things you want to work on resolving. And I'm resolving, um, how do you resolve it, right? That's the next question that that a lot of people have. Mm. Um, And so it's that adage again of healing happens in the loving. So you're not going to judge or shame or ridicule your way to healing. It's not going to happen. And so you want to make sure that you are providing a loving environment. So in spiritual psychology, they teach self-forgiveness technique, um, bringing compassion to yourself, um, acceptance, you know, the, these types of um, qualities of experience that you want to start to bring to you, to your own experience, not just to other people. And this is what I was talking about at the beginning. We're very good at being compassionate to others and empathetic to others. And now we need to turn that and we need to be empathetic and compassionate and loving and understanding to some of these misunderstandings that we've been carrying around for some uh, some people their whole lives right mm. so it's through the loving that those things will be cleared and resolved and i of course of course teach more techniques around this so people can actually practice the techniques and embody them um, and and it's through that that these unresolved issues these misunderstandings they start to go away they they lose their energy You know, I always like that visual of like roots going into the ground. Mm -hmm. And some of these things are just deeply rooted from, from a long time ago. And so it's like, we got to get in there and we got to de-root it. We got to de-root it and take it out so that a new, a new seed can be planted there. And so that's essentially what I would say is that there's nothing more important than working on what's in your consciousness. And if you're holding anything in your consciousness that doesn't serve you, um, resolve it, resolve it, work, work on releasing it and letting it go and choosing to bring affirmation. That's why Louise Hay is so great too. And I watched a lot of Louise Hay when I I started my recovery. I did because I didn't have the positive thoughts when I started. I was in such a deep self-loathing when I started my recovery and and healing process that I literally, my self-talk was just negative, critical, that's what was going on in my consciousness all the time. And that was my big aha was like, okay, I'm not using substances, but if I don't change how I'm being with myself in my consciousness, there's no way I'm going to stay sober. There's no way I'm going to have a, an enjoyable life if, if I'm treating myself like this within my own consciousness. 
So that's really when I started to lean on, you know, Wayne Dyer and Louise Hay and just their, their affirmations and their, they're loving, you know, they're so loving when you watch them or hear them or listen to them. Right. And it was, it was just listening to that, that then supported me and eventually starting to let some of that in mm. and, and then owning it and saying it to myself and, and, you know, starting to believe in it. Yeah. yeah. I am. Um, yeah. It's interesting. I pull a card before I do any sort of little chat just to see yeah. what affirmation will come forward. And today's uh, theme was surrender. So that was actually uh, quite uh, a very interesting word to come up in regards yeah, to message that came through um, today. So if our listeners would like to connect to you or even get a copy of your book, I mean, I'll pop it in the show notes. How could Thank they um, get in touch with you? Yeah, the best way, um, you know, I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, and the best way to get a hold is is definitely to check out the Holistic Coach Training Institute. Um, if you want to email from there, um, you know, I love connecting with people. I really enjoy so much connecting with folks. And, you know, my whole journey has been about how I overcame my life's challenges and, and then started a coaching business, right? So a lot of people can connect with that. Like we've all been through hardships or adversities. And so I think it's just such a beautiful journey to go on where you've been through a lot, you've done a lot of healing, and then you do want to be of service to people. And you can do that through, you know, a coach certification and then stepping into your own thing. So um, if anybody wants to talk about that or do that journey that's exactly what I help people with so, awesome yeah. and you. your book what is it called and how can yeah, I get trans- hold of it yeah <laughs> yeah transcending trauma how I used spiritual psychology to heal my life Beautiful. Right? so a lot of what we've talked about today and it's on, on Amazon there's also a tab on the holistic coach training institute website where they can find the book as well that's absolutely amazing, Beverly. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. I really enjoyed it too. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Females with Fire. If you enjoyed the show or have any questions, feel free to subscribe, leave a review and comment. You can also connect with me on Facebook in the group, The Fearless Female Forum, where we focus on all things empowerment and confidence. I would love to see you there.